Do you ever feel like manifestation is just another thing on your to-do list that you don't have time for? Like your spiritual practice is something that you have to do? Honestly, you're not alone because I felt that way too. Something that's really changed my relationship with manifestation is blending it into my lifestyle so that no matter what I'm doing, I'm also manifesting. I call this manifestation as a lifestyle and it single-handedly made the entire manifestation journey more enjoyable for me and I've seen my desires show up with a lot more ease. Manifesting as a lifestyle has made manifestation go from feeling like a task to something I just naturally do because it's who I am. If you'd like to learn more about this, I've created a step-by-step guide for you. I'll link it in my show notes so you can check it out. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. And welcome back to the Affirmation Attic Podcast. My name is Pyle, and today we are talking about just recreating inspiration and how to stop procrastinating. This is something I have dealt with for so long. And actually, I have two episodes coming up for you. So this week we're talking about recreating inspiration and just dealing with procrastination. And then next week, I'm kind of focusing in on consistency in your spiritual practice. Because what I've noticed is that this is such a theme, whether it's in your spiritual practice, whether it is in taking care of yourself and doing things for yourself, whether it's about kind of sticking to and prioritizing a new hobby or a new passion. It is so easy for us to procrastinate. You are not alone. I deal with this as well. And I feel like I've kind of cracked the code and it has helped me so much in the past few months. You've heard me talk about it in some of my other episodes where I talk about having an identity shift and all of this is so related. Um, It's not just like a one size fits all approach. It's not just you say one affirmation, although affirmations do help. And I have affirmations for focus and procrastination inside of like my membership, which is affirm it. However, it is a lot also about understanding like why you are procrastinating. What are you avoiding? And I know I say this is like the first step to everything I feel like in the spiritual journey. And I want to dive into why I think it is so powerful. And I think the biggest way you can recreate inspiration is redefining your why. And you've heard me say this a lot, and I will never stop saying this, because peeling back the layers of why something is important to you and being honest with yourself. Sometimes we're embarrassed as to why we want to do something. Sometimes we start to associate it with shame or lack or not enough or unworthiness, and that can kind of create a negative feeling within, so we don't like to admit our why. But what we don't realize is one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself and your mind is admit your why and be honest about your why and know your why from within. Because when you know your why, when you know why something is important to you and why you want to, for example, in this case, stop procrastinating, you'll be able to have a much more clear pathway and much more um, non-resistant pathway in mind. So that is the first thing I really want to encourage you to do is to really redefine your why. Maybe you've had a strong why and if you feel like it's still not working, maybe it's a very surface level why, 
go even deeper, go deeper into why this is so important to you. Why is it different? Why do you want to stop procrastinating? Why do you want to not continue this pathway? How do you feel? And redefining your why and getting very clear on your why takes a lot of courage And it also takes a lot of acceptance. When you are clear on your why, there is a part of you that's accepting where you are right now, which is a very hard thing to do, which is why in turn, I think redefining and getting clear on our why can feel so difficult and can feel really, really hard for us. So for procrastination, if you struggle with procrastination, ask yourself, why do you not want to procrastinate? Do you hate the chaos you feel or do you hate feeling like you have to owe people things? Do you hate um, feeling rushed? Like, What is it that you don't like about when you procrastinate? And then why do you want to shift it? And what's that going to look like for you? How is that going to be different for you? How is your life going to look different? And in terms of just understanding what inspires you, get clear on why it inspires you. So for me, one of the biggest things that inspires me is cooking. Not because like it, not even because like I love food, even though I love food, but actually cooking because I think it's such a fun way to get creative and playful. When I am cooking in the kitchen, I'm so focused on cooking in the kitchen that I'm not sitting and planning other things in my life. And it's such a unrelated area to so many of my passions and what I'm working on that I feel like that complete disconnect is so fun for me. So whenever I'm feeling uninspired, I will bake, I will cook, or I will look up recipes. Like that has just always been my safe zone. And for me, that is one thing I will never Well, I will never say never, but I very intentionally right now don't make it part of like my business because I need inspiration. And sometimes when we monetize something, you start to create pressure and it's hard to get inspired. So I wanted cooking to be like my safe zone. I wanted cooking to be no strings attached and it's really worked well for me. So maybe when you're trying to find inspiration, Think of something that can be your safe zone. Think of something that doesn't really have anything to do with your work or something that you would love to step into for your work. Think of it as something that is just for fun, just for playfulness, because I think a lot of the things that inspire us and me included, right? Spirituality inspires me to no bounds. It is so inspiring to me, but it's also become part of my career. And with that, when you mix your passion and your career, it can start to create other shadows, which I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's nice to have something that I will never turn into, or I don't plan on anytime soon, turning it into something that is um, like a necessity to live off of. It really helps me when I need inspiration in one area that lights me up to have another area that is so playful with no strings attached that lights me up. Because with food, when I'm cooking food, the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't taste good, right? It's nothing um, very detrimental. It's just I didn't like it or it took too long or it didn't come out right, whatever that is. So allowing yourself to have a source of inspiration that is playful. And if you can't think of it, um, my biggest tip for you always is that think about what you used to do when you were little or what you were drawn to when you were little. For me, it was always cooking. I loved baking, especially when I was younger. 
And then um, I always like draw, drew, <laughs> or painted. Um, those are my two favorite things when I was little. And those are two of the things that still to this day really make me feel at peace. And I have so much fun doing. So those are how I will recreate inspiration. And I've kind of taken a spin off of drawing. And I still will draw when I need to be playful or paint. However, also journaling for me. Journaling, I think, is a form of drawing. Instead of drawing pictures, I'm drawing letters. So I enjoy grabbing my journal. And if you don't like journaling, no pressure. You don't have to journal to find inspiration. I just think it's a very underrated, even though everyone talks about it, but underrated in how profound it really can be um, to just deepening your relationship with yourself. Hi, beautiful friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I wanted to hit pause for 15 seconds and share with you about my spiritual membership I created to help you raise your vibration and manifest with ease. I created a firm it so you can have access to all, and I really mean all of the spiritual tools you need to step into your higher self and watch your dreams manifest with ease. If you're really ready to dive into your spirituality and connect with your highest self, I invite you to join the Affirmate membership. More details are in the show notes if you're interested. And now let's jump back in. The next thing you can do to either recreate inspiration and stop procrastinating is make it easier on yourself. I know this kind of feels like, duh, right? Like it feels like a very obvious thing to say, but we love overcomplicating things. We make things so hard. We want to ask every single question so that we don't have to deal with any errors. And we love overcomplicating things. It feels very foreign to us when things are really simple because think about what you're taught. Think about the way you've grown up. We are always taught that life is hard and it's complicated and all of these kind of complexities that you can't put into words, but how can you make it easier on yourself? So think of one area where you keep procrastinating. And a big one I think for people is maybe exercising or working out or moving in a way that feels good to you. So if you keep pushing that off, how can you make it easier for yourself while also being aware of what are your excuses that you go towards? So for me, my excuses were, um, I'll just do it at home because it was annoying to go to the gym. But then I realized I would still never do it at home. So I was like, okay, well, what if I make it, carve it into my schedule, making it easier for myself? And I would keep going at the same time. And that made it so much easier for myself rather than trying to go whenever I could and put the pressure of time on myself and put the pressure of finding a workout or finding a yoga video to watch for the day, making it easier on myself meant paying the money to have someone else guide me through it, even though I can do it myself. And I feel like we um, have like a self-complexity issue where it's like, why would I pay someone for it if I could do it for myself? And I have grown up with this, okay? This is so wired into me. Um, If you can and are able to do it yourself, why would you pay for it? But I think that's where ease, convenience, time saving comes in. Because if you learn your excuses, most of our excuses is because it's a little too complicated, right? I can work out at home. I can do a beautiful yoga practice at home. I have my mat. I have my yoga strap. I have my blocks. I have the bolsters. I have everything. I have a TV where I can stream my YouTube video off of but why do I not do it? It's a little bit annoying to lay everything out. 
And does that mean that I'm not capable of doing it on my own? Does that mean I'm any less than? No, it's more so getting kind of your ego out of the way and not making it about you, not taking it personally if you need to pay someone and ask for help to support you through it. So a lot of these like businesses and all lenses, right, um, make it are trying to make things easier for you. So you need to find what you need help with and making it easier for you. So for me, having a gym that's really nearby that has a variety of workouts that I like and it's guided in a class because I can go to a gym and work out myself, which I did for a while, or I can have someone else take me through it. It was like a decision fatigue for me to go to the gym on my own and think of my workout I want to do and think of play, pick my music. It was decision fatigue. So making it easier on myself looked like paying for a more expensive gym membership and opting to go to that because all of my excuses, I tried my excuses. I tried my I'll just do it on my own time or I'll do it at home. And those also never really worked as well as I wanted it to. So then I made it easier for myself by saying, okay, I have someone who's waiting for me whenever I'm ready to go. The other thing with procrastination is we love waiting until the last minute. Um, I think because it kind of gives you a little bit of an adrenaline rush. I don't think it's because we enjoy feeling rushed. I think it's because our bodies get so hyperactive and our life is actually very laid back these days that these um, stresses are kind of addicting to us. And so we create situations for us to procrastinate and to feel stressed, to get productive, where we don't feel motivated enough internally to be productive on our own accord. And once again, I think that comes back to lack of inspiration. I feel the most inspired when I can give myself and understand why I'm inspired rather than feeling rushed, although my output would probably be the same. But if you can feel the inspiration come and actually prioritize acting on it, you will probably procrastinate less. However, I know that's really hard to do. So one of the kind of antidotes for that is trying to make it easier on yourself. When it comes to your spirituality, maybe you keep pushing off journaling or meditating, make it easier on yourself. Listen to guided meditations, listen to a guided journaling or follow journaling prompts, which is exactly why I made Affirm It because I used to push off my spiritual practice and I was tired of pushing it off. So I wanted everything in one place. I didn't want to have to search. I didn't want to have to brainstorm what I even needed. I wanted to see a list and be able to pick and just practice. Cutting out that decision fatigue, cutting out so many little steps, even though you could easily go on YouTube and find a guided meditation, that's a chaotic space for me. I felt chaotic when I would go on YouTube. So understanding those little nuances and our barrier to entry, right? The reason we do procrastinate is I think a huge reason is we aren't willing to ask for help. We're not willing to ask for help because in theory, I could also do it myself. In theory, I can. I have all the tools, but I still don't. So then what? And that is, I think it takes a level of self-awareness. I think it takes a level of self-acceptance and not shaming yourself for actually wanting support, whether it's a product, whether it is a like a mentorship or membership, whether it is a different type of living. Like some people can't cook, but they don't want to eat out. They don't have time to cook. So then they'll just eat fast food. 
or something as not as nourishing as they wanted. So then people feel guilty for buying packaged food because packaged food isn't quote unquote as healthy. And we find reasons to shame ourselves. Like we procrastinate because we're trying to get out of a shame cycle, but then we're putting ourselves in a whole different shame cycle. So that's where it takes a lot of awareness of understanding what are your excuses, what are you trying to kind of compensate for and make up for, and being honest with yourself like, okay, what has been working and what hasn't? For example, sometimes it might work really well for you to always go to the gym and maybe you're really good about it but maybe you're not good about it. So be honest with yourself. What is it that you're pushing off? What's your excuse that you're giving to yourself or how are you justifying it? Is it because you're feeling lazy, which is okay. Like don't create um, a story around it, just acknowledge. And once you know that, then you can work backwards and reverse engineer. Okay. How do I make this easier for myself? If it's laziness, how do I make myself unlazy? What is the cause of the laziness? Is it because it's too far? Do I need a closer one? Is it because it is, um, not at the right timing for you Then maybe find somewhere else that has better timings. Ask yourself, what is, your excuse, and then work around those excuses to stop procrastinating rather than procrastinating than putting yourself in another shame cycle for not doing it. Because we have so many excuses and justifications, like hundreds, I kid you not, and you'll keep finding more. And pairing it with understanding your why while also making it easier for yourself has really helped me stop procrastinating some of the big things. And I still struggle with procrastination. I still struggle with not getting things done ahead of time. But how do I stop procrastinating in some of the more important areas for me and my well-being and my mental sanity has been the biggest goal for me. The next one is start doing it in a small goal rather than trying to do everything at once. Sometimes when we have a big goal, right? Let's talk spiritual practice. We're like, I'm going to meditate every day for 10 minutes. And we aren't willing to give ourselves permission to start small because we're subconsciously just judging ourselves. We're judging ourselves for being able to meditate one minute every once a week, right? You have one minute and you have one minute once a week, but when's the last time you actually gave yourself that one minute? You probably found a way around it. And I do that too. And it's really understanding that you're trying to make it a big part of your everyday routine and you're trying to make it something so big that's like overly complicated. And then when it's so big, you have another excuse as to why you procrastinated. So being smart and being honest with yourself and setting smaller, more attainable goals. Like one of them for me is I wanted to go to a 45 is like my favorite gym. And I hate going to the cardio days and I never go to the cardio days. And so my goal that I'm setting for myself is once a week, I will try a cardio day and starting with that. And even if I don't hit that once a week right away, being honest with myself and being kind to myself and saying, what am I scared of? What's the worst that can happen? And why don't I just try it? And if I don't like it, I can find a different type of cardio that works for me. So instead of pushing it off and just not doing it, because then when you ask yourself, what did you do today? And you have nothing that you checked off your list or you didn't accomplish what you wanted to, or you're missing deadlines, it 
isn't the best feeling. It feels heavy. It feels like you are breaking those promises to yourself. And I talk about this a lot next week because I think consistency and keeping promises to yourself is such a deeply rooted identity shift that I've recently learned so much about that I'll share more. I already talked about this one, which is getting rid of the shame. When we procrastinate, we put ourselves in a shame cycle or we're overly arrogantly proud that we can procrastinate but still be on time. And either of those are not right or wrong, but my invitation to you is how do you just not assign meaning to it at all? This is one of those topics I cover in my guide, in my step-by-step guide to manifesting as a lifestyle, but just even trying to practice. like. What what meaning am I assigning to procrastinating or not procrastinating? Am I creating a hierarchy? Am I thinking that I'm better or worse on a given day? And how is that relating to your self-perception? It's been such a big game changer for me. And lastly, this one has been huge for me. Sometimes we procrastinate and just push things off because we're either scared three options, right? And they're all rooted in fear. One is a fear of failure. So you'd rather not try because you are scared of failing and messing up. You're either scared of success because you don't know how good it can get and you don't know what success will serve you and how good it can be. And that's a very vulnerable place to be in. Or both of these are this, you're just scared of change. We naturally as humans are fearful of change and a biological response to change is to try and stay the same. So if you're struggling with procrastinating, there's a part of you that is dealing with the biological response, but understanding that biological response that our egos want to keep things the same because it's familiar and it is safe can help you talk yourself out of it. When you realize that going to the gym twice a week is not going to harm you and it is not a threat to your well-being. It's probably only an amplifier to your well-being, but realizing that it is a biological survival response because change and when you know doing something over and over or doing something ahead of time can serve you, it's so foreign that our ego part of the mind wants to keep it the same because same equals familiarity and familiarity equals safety. In essence, it is unsafe for us to create change, whether that's a change of success, whether that's change of failure, and allowing yourself to understand that is a really helpful way to talk yourself out of pushing off the fear, pushing off the what if it doesn't work out, pushing off the, oh my gosh, what if it does work out? Both of those are equally scary depending on who you ask. So understanding that procrastination is, in my opinion, kind of a biological response, which doesn't justify it, but it gives you one, um, you don't have to, it gives you permission to not make it mean something about you. It is just your body trying to protect you. But then realizing that because you know, it's just trying to protect you, you can help parent it and gently tell it, it is safe for me to change. It is safe for me to actually go and do this ahead of time and not push things off. So procrastination, I think, is such a fun thing that you can work with by applying manifestation principles. And I think we all have dealt with procrastination or experienced procrastination. And these are some tips that have really helped me procrastinate less. I can always get better, and I'm sure I'll always be able to get better. But 
allowing myself to understand procrastination through this lens has really, really helped me from the energetic kind of intentional, mindful lens has really helped me shift the way I approach things in general. So if this topic was interesting to you, you are going to love next week's episode. So come back next Tuesday and I'm talking to you about specifically consistency in your spiritual practice. So if you're someone who always wants to meditate or journal or say their affirmations, but isn't able to consistently do so or consistently apply manifestation, this next week's episode is going to be super helpful. So I am so excited for that. And thank you for being here as always. I love you and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you could rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.